Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. Remember, follow me on Instagram at the Jesus Show NTO. You can find me on Facebook, the Jesus Show, not that one, on TikTok, the Jesus Show, not that one. Type in, or you can go to YouTube. What I mean is, go to YouTube and type in the Jesus Show, not that one, and email me your questions, comments, and concerns. The Jesus Show NTO at gmail.com. All right. I just released today, I just released Dublin Rocks, which was last week's episode. But I think, did I say it on the show? Uh, no, I don't think I said it on the show. I had to go to work, so I put out the audio only last week. And then I had asked Sally to put the audio clips that I had on my computer. Does that light look weird? No, that looks way too bright. No, way too bright, way too bright. Yeah, okay, whatever. These are things I should have figured out before I started recording. Anyways, I had asked her if she could take care of the video portion, and she said, yeah. I mean, I thought she would remember, but she didn't because, you know, life and mom stuff. Then it was kind of funny because I kept checking the YouTube. Uh, and I was like, oh, wow, nothing's in there. But I was flying because, you know, how to go to work. I kept thinking, oh, okay, well, maybe later, maybe later. And then at night when she would tell me, like, oh, the baby's going, you know, just put the baby down. I was like, okay. And I thought, now? And then she didn't. And then I got home and I was like, oh, okay, whatever, I'll do it. Because, again, it really, I mean, it. It, in the grand scheme of thing, it doesn't matter because nobody runs the show except for myself. Again, do I want to put it out on time? Of course. Do I want to put it out every week like I said I would? Of course. But life sometimes gets in the way. And I think because I don't get paid to do the show, I'm very relaxed with deadlines, and it's mostly deadlines that I give myself. Nobody tells me, hey, you have to do it at this time. Hey, you have to do it on this day. But like I said before, I try to be as consistent as possible so you guys know when the show is coming out and when it doesn't. I mean, there's been some times where I go, hey, I'm going to put out a show, and then a week later comes and... I'm sure some of you are like, what the fuck just happened? And not just what the fuck happened, but you didn't tell us anything. All The last thing I heard was, watch out for the show. I'm putting it off today. And then seven days later, it comes out. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to figure this out. Still, what, in year two and a half, I think? Two and a half? Three? Is it three? No, I think it's year three. I don't know. I don't even remember how long I've been doing this. Sometimes it feels like I've been doing it for a month. Other times it feels like I've been doing it for 10 years. I don't know. 
Anyways, I am currently on the road. I'm in Denver. I wasn't supposed to be here in Denver. I was supposed to record last night in Durango, Colorado, which I didn't even know there was a Durango, Colorado. Years and years ago, let's say 2017, 2018, a passenger said, hey, can you look up my flight? I'm going to Durango. And I went, oh, cool. And I believe we were going L.A. to to Colorado. Well, L.A. to Denver. And he said it, and I went, oh, wow, I didn't know we flew to, flew to Durango. And I said it like that, Durango, from Denver. And he looks at me, and he goes, yeah? And I went, oh, no, I just didn't think that was a destination we went to. And I started talking to him, and I looked it up, and I went, wait, Durango, Mexico? Or Durango, Colorado? And he looks at me very odd, like very weird, and he goes, yeah, where did you think it was? And I go, I only know of a Durango, Mexico. I go, I thought you were going down to Mexico. He goes, oh, no, I'm going to Colorado. I was like, oh, shit. So this month, my trips, one, two, three, four, no, three of them, three of them. Three of them go from Denver to Durango, Colorado. And I have a 35-hour layover. This is the first trip of the month. And I'm in Denver. I am not in Durango. I kind of had, I had an idea of where I wanted to shoot the episode so that you guys had the glory of Durango. Apparently, it's really nice there. I've never been. But last night, we went, me and my crew, we went illegal, meaning our duty day went past what we legally can do. Called scheduling, and they said, oh, yeah, you're just going to go downtown, and you're going to have a 36-hour layover in Denver. So it was nice because I didn't have to do that third flight yesterday. And then tomorrow, I don't have to do three flights back home. I just have to do two. So it's kind of nice. And also, I really... So one of, the re, one of the main things I love about this layover is the gym. The gym is the tits. I would say... If, I, if, I'm, if I'm being very nitpicky... I would say the only thing this gym is missing is um, a bent, well, I would say a, a, a squat rack. A squat rack so that I can also use it as a bench press. They do have a Smith machine down there, so I could still squat and bench press, but... I don't like to use, let me rephrase this. If I had the option, if I have a Smith machine or I have a bench and or a squat rack, I use the bench and the squat rack first because the Smith machine I feel is cheating because you don't have to worry about, you don't have to worry about stabilizing 
the imbalances in your body. So when you bench, you can just... Then when you squat, same thing. But it's still very useful. Other than that, it's great. The equipment in there... I'll, I'll do a video on my Instagram tomorrow morning because I want to hit the gym before I leave tomorrow. Uh, but they have what? One, two, three... I think they have five or six Pelotons. Have a bunch of cardio machines. It's it's just it's one of the greatest gyms in the system. I think it might be the best gym out of all the hotels. Excuse me that we let, uh, that we stay at. There's been times, excuse me, that I'm at the gym and then I look at my watch and I go, oh shit, I've been here for two and a half hours. I just get lost. It's so it's so nice. I get in there. Oh. I'm like a kid at Disneyland. It's dope. I don't know if you guys have seen a video. I think it came out about a week ago. There's... Should I say the airline? No, I'm not going to say the airline. There is two flight attendants in the back of the plane. And there's a passenger. And they're peeing by the door. It's a woman passenger... She squats down and she's peeing by the door. And the one flight attendant, one of them is, it looks like she's kind of trying not to be in the video, but also just like, oh, this is gross, but kind of hiding her head and just kind of shaking her head. But not telling the person to stop, hey, go to the bathroom. Then the other flight attendant is the one recording the passenger peeing by the door telling her her peace stinks and telling her a couple other things now I don't know the full story I don't know what transpired before that flight attendant started uh, recording I don't know what was said I don't know any of that I was not on the plane I want to make that very clear With that being said, the things that have been told to everybody, meaning the story we all know, is that the passenger claims that she wasn't allowed to go to the bathroom, I think for like an hour or an hour and a half. I don't know in any situation where a passenger is not allowed to go to the restroom. There's been times where we're about to we're about to land. And when I mean about to land, I mean like 10 seconds away from the wheels hitting the tarmac. Where I've had to yell at people, get in your seat. I've even told people sit down on the ground. Whoops, sorry. Because if we land, if the brakes are hit a little too hard, you could go flying forward. So you can hurt yourself and others. God forbid we land and we end up crashing. Now you're really fucked because now you're just a body in the cabin going everywhere like if you were in a pinball machine. Um, it's just not safe to be up when we're landing. 
or when we're taxing because same thing the pilots can hit the brakes really hard for whatever reason to avoid something i don't know i'm not driving the plane i don't i'm not i'm not aware i can't see what's going on in the front so we're told certain certain things to tell you guys for your safety and for our safety those are the only times i can think about where i would tell a passenger hey you can't go to the bathroom at this moment we've had really bad turbulence where the captain has or i should say the flight deck has told us hey sit down don't get up for anything and we don't we've had people hitting their call bells and tell us i want a drink and i tell them we can't get up and they go man but it's not that bad I don't I don't know I don't know that. I don't I don't know if something else is coming. There's times where I've made announcements. Hey, just so you know, the captain told us to sit down. If we're sitting down, you should be sitting down. But I've also had times where we're sitting down like that and we're not allowed to get up. And passengers have gotten up and they they go, "I need to use the restroom." I don't tell them they can go, but I also tell them that they can't go. Why? Because I I don't know I don't know their situation. I don't know if they're going to the bathroom to throw up. I don't know if they're going to the bathroom to have a nervous poop. I don't know if they're going to the bathroom to have a nervous pee. I don't I don't know any of that. And I also think to myself, if you're going to pee and or poop yourself go to the bathroom so again I don't know any situation I've never been in a situation where I've had to tell people you cannot go to the restroom again other than moments away from landing and again like I said I don't know what was going on on that plane but for the flight attendant to be filming somebody I thought what like what are you what are you doing that doesn't make you look good that definitely doesn't make the passenger look good but what like what would what would have happened that that's what you felt you needed to do it was insane to me you know and I've worked with flight attendants who I would say take their job way too seriously because we're told we're informers we're not enforcers I can tell you the seatbelt sign is on and I've had people go well what does that mean and I go I'm telling you the seatbelt sign is on well can I go to the bathroom seatbelt sign's on and I walk away if you can't figure out what that means, I don't know what to tell you. But I've also worked with flight attendants who will yell at passengers. Seatbelt signs on, you can't be up. No, you're not allowed to. And nowhere in our training does it say yell at the customers. That part, that part is wild. I've even had passengers tell me, they go, 
oh yeah, earlier I tried to do this or that and you know, your your coworker yelled at me and I go, I'm sorry they yelled at you, but they shouldn't have. Um Yeah, that was just that was just crazy. Um Yeah, that that's that was that that's the story. Again, I don't know I haven't heard anything more about that story, about what happened with the flight attendant, but yeah, if you got a P, I mean, I also get annoyed when people get onto the plane, and I think I've shared this with you guys. People get onto the plane and they immediately want to go to the bathroom. You know, you take your seat, you find your seat, and then you go to the restroom. I, I don't, I, I'll never understand that. If you have to go to the bathroom, use the one in the terminal. Those are a lot cleaner. Nine times out of ten, they smell better, and you have a lot more room to operate. And then when people get on the plane and then they take a shit, oh, those people should be executed. You wait. and I've seen people. We've been delayed. I've been sitting at the gate area for at least an hour or two minimum. So there's plenty, plenty of time, plenty of time. I've even heard people go, I need to go to the bathroom. And then they never go to the bathroom. But then when they come on the, when they get on the plane, then they go to the bathroom. The people that save shits for the airplane should be stoned. Because now we all smell what you just did. And we all know what you just did. And recently I've been getting a little more brave where there was a lady, she came out of the bathroom, and I was very annoyed. And I went, oh, God. And she turned around like, are you talking to me? I didn't say anything directly to her, but I went, oh, God. I went, oh. And I went, I, I did like this. I went, oh, God. And then I started spraying. And I know she saw me, and I hope she knew Maybe I shouldn't be taking shits on planes. Or at least, if I have to shit, I should do it in the terminal. Like, if you have to shit during the flight because it hits you, you can't control that. But if you're coming onto the plane, like, people sit down, put their stuff, and then they go to the bathroom, and they take a shit. Don't do that. Ever. Have you guys heard about the writer's strike and the actor's strike. My viewpoint, my opinion on that is these companies should be paying the writers and the actors. The amount of money that these companies generate off the back of hardworking people is insane. And for them to be holding out because they don't want to pay the actors and writers, fuck them. I fully support the writer's strike and I fully support the actor's strike. I fully support any work group that wants to strike against their company because they're being 
fucked by their company. The company I currently work for, every quarter they keep putting out, oh, we're making record profits. And we are still working on an expired contract. Our contract is at least five years expired. And any time there's talk, I feel, anytime there's talk about maybe renewing the contract, it's always, oh, but, you know, COVID really hit us hard. Well, then why do you keep telling us, not only telling us in video, like they, they broadcast their uh, quarterly earnings. And then they send it to us in a company email. Hey, we've made billions. We're making, we're making record profits ever since, you know, like we're making record profits now. Oh, this was our most profitable quarter before COVID. Um, it's, it's a slap in the face. Oh, and then they tell us. Oh, hey, by the way, I know the summer's been hard because, you know, we don't know how to fucking run our airline. But here's here's some ice cream. Or, hey, we know that you've you've been dealing with a lot of cancellations and angry passengers. Here here here's a free here's a free sandwich. Fuck you, pay me. Just like pay the writers, pay the fucking actors. Now, with that being said, Greg, my brother, we were talking and he said, hey, remember when we used to work at LA Times uh, with our pastor? So one of the churches we went to when we were younger, our pastor was the manager. I think the manager? Yeah, the manager of at least the night shift, the third shift for the LA Times in Anaheim. And Greg said, Apparently one of his sermons, at the end of it, he was like, oh, my workers are going to strike and I'm not going to be able to, uh, you know, put out any newspapers and whatever. I told Greg, I don't remember any of that. I just remember at the time, I think I was like 18, 17, 18, maybe 19. And I was told, hey, if you come work at LA Times on Sunday nights, you'll get like 150 bucks. I was like, yeah, sure, fuck it. Greg also made a good point as kids, as youths, we would go with our youth pastors to do something fun on Saturday. And normally it would start early in the morning on Saturday. So we would go to bed late on Friday because it's Friday wake up early, go do activities, fun activities. And then at like 11 o'clock at night, we'd show up at the LA Times place. And we'd work till like 4, 5, 6 a.m. Then we were expected to go to church for like eight fucking hours. And any sign that we would show that we were tired, we would get shit for it like 
why are you tired? Why are you, oh, you can't take care of responsibilities? First off, the Lord is not responsibilities. That's a fucking made-up thing that people think is important, and it's not. To think that going to church is a responsibility, it is not a responsibility. It's not. You don't have to, what can I compare it to? You don't have to put lotion on the top of your ears. That's a choice. That's what church is. This is not a responsibility. You do it because you want to, because you feel like it. That's it. So they would give a shit because there was times where I didn't go to church because I was like, I'm fucking tired. And then they'd say, oh, well, you can go have fun and you can go make money, but you can't come and praise the Lord. Yeah, 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 that's exactly what I'm telling you. I don't don't understand what's so hard to understand. The shitty part was they would tell us, if you can't go to church, if you're too tired to go to church, you're not allowed to go work and make money. Um, Which, I mean, looking at it now, very far removed from when it first happened. Um. I don't know how he had any workers working for him, but whatever. But also Greg said, we crossed the picket line to work at the LA Times. And I was like, wait, what? So Greg's telling me, he's like, yeah, because he said his workers were striking. I said, oh, shit. I said, we crossed the picket line? And he goes, yeah, dude. Then I told my brother, dude, it's crazy that I crossed the picket line. I didn't know I crossed the picket line, but I crossed the picket line for 150 bucks a night. Then my brother said, wait, you got paid? <laughs> and I said, I thought we all got paid. Mind you, Greg was working the third shift, 11 p.m. to 5, 6 in the morning at 14, 13 or 14. And Greg wasn't the only child doing this, by the way. Just so you know, there was other church kids that were doing that. So even then, I mean, for me, is being somewhat an adult, because I think I was touching 18 and 19 at that time. But Greg was a fucking kid. <laughs> Expect a kid to go have fun all day and then take the responsibilities of the third shift job and then to be a fu- to be fucking awake for church, that's insane to me. Uh, but yeah, Greg was like, oh no, we never we never got paid. He's like, you guys got paid? I told Greg, I said, that motherfucking pastor was getting free labor from you motherfuckers? And he says, well, yeah, apparently because I never got a single dime. It's It's crazy... When you think about things when you're an adult, that would happen when you were a kid. Like, again, I, I was not aware that I crossed, that we crossed the picket line. That was just insane to me. I was flabbergasted. I called Greg. I was like, I didn't know you weren't getting paid. He's like, yeah, man, I didn't get a single fucking dime. 
I was like, no wonder you especially didn't want to go. Because again, he was a kid. He wasn't getting paid. And then when he couldn't stay awake in fucking church, he was getting berated like, hey man, leave me the fuck alone. (laughs) Uh, Crazy. You know, one thing I've never understood with passengers is what what made me think of this the first leg of this trip that I started was it yesterday? no the day before we were going to oh no the last leg we were going from Chicago to Sacramento and there was a gentleman sitting in one F and he was with his wife they come onto the plane and he gives a kiss to his wife and then he gives a kiss to his baby. The baby must have been anywhere from like one, one or two. I see that and the wife goes to the first row right after first class and he, he's in the first row of first class. I thought to myself, that, 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 that's weird. You're sending your wife away with your child so you can't be bothered. And it reminded me of how often that happens. It's, I, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand when people do that. I remember one of the first flights I worked, there was a husband and wife, and the husband was sitting at row four, literally right behind, right behind him. And the first row of economy, his wife was right there. And she was not happy. And I don't blame her, because I thought, that's weird. Then she ends up giving me her number. She says, you know, I was like, oh, you know, I started talking or whatever during boarding. And she goes, oh, would you like my number? And I said, sure, I would love your number. Because at the time, I didn't know she was married and right, sitting right behind her husband. And her husband turns around and he says something and she says, you know, well, you can't even be bothered to sit by your wife. So fuck you. I'm giving him my number. And I went, wait, what? <laughs> so she gave me, she was like, please take my number and use it. He's, she said, because this motherfucker can't even be bothered to sit next to me. And I went, uh, okay. <laughs> so I put the number in my shirt pocket and I walked away. And I was like, um, I told my girl, I was like, this weird thing just happened. That was, that was my first introduction to that this is even a thing. And then as years have gone by, I've noticed it more and more and more where it's usually a husband and wife and the husband goes, okay, get your ass back into coach. I'm going to stay up here. And I think the worst part is when they have kids especially smaller kids, babies. And the husband is like, okay, get back there. I'm going to go, I'm going to stay up here. 
be able to drink whatever I want and eat my meal and relax. It's a, it's such a weird fucking thing. I can't even think of doing that. If I was, if I was traveling with Allie and the baby and they were to tell me, Hey, you got a first class seat. I would definitely say, um, can my wife have it? And then I would have Ali sit up there in first, and then I would take the baby so that she has some sort of relaxation time. Um, that's one of the reasons why I take the baby with me in the mornings when I walk the dogs. Not only, not only do I love taking him with me when I walk the dogs, but I also think of you know, well, if he goes with me, I have him for an hour away from Allie so that Allie can do whatever she wants. She, you know, whatever whatever it is that she wants to do, I don't give a shit. It's her time to do whatever she wants. There's times where she's told me, you know, oh, I'm in a vacuum when you guys leave. And I go, you don't have the vacuum. You can just relax, just chill. I just find that odd. I, I don't understand I don't understand when people do that. Now, I understand if you try to buy the, a ticket. Let's say it's the last minute you have to go somewhere. You buy a plane ticket. And you're not able to sit next to your... Sit next to the person you're traveling with. Whoever it is. I can understand that. Because it happens often. And I think some people purposely don't spend the extra money to sit with, with the people they're with. Because they say... I think, again, this is all um, assumption on my part. But I feel like a lot of people think to themselves, well, if we don't spend the money to sit together, we can always ask people to switch seats. I've had plenty of people tell me, you know, hey, we're not sitting together. Can you help us? And I always tell them, you can ask the person next to you to move. Or I tell them, you know, like, you can ask the people around you to move. And I've had passengers tell me, no, but you have to help us. And I go, no, we don't do that. I don't make anybody switch seats because you're not, to, you're not flying or you're not sitting next to your whoever it is, husband, wife, um, you know, teenage daughter or son, uncle, aunt, whatever. I, I very clearly tell them we don't, flight attendants don't do that. And I've had many people get upset at me. They go, you're not going to help us? And I go, no. And I've told them, at least within the, the last two years, I tell them, you, you had the option. You could have paid to sit next to your family. And you probably decided not to, which is fine. You don't have to. But now don't make it other people's problem because you didn't do that. I've had people aggressively, I've had passengers tell other passengers aggressively, can you move? Can you switch seats? And I've, when I hear that, I come up and I go, no, they're not moving. And I tell the person, don't move. If this is the seat you want, stay right here. 
don't move. Don't even say anything. Just stay there. And I look at the person. They're not moving. Take your side seat. I'd rather the passengers get upset with me than a fellow passenger. Because I think, I think that's so stupid. One of, the problem, one of the problems that I've always felt that I've encountered with the public, whether it was this job or other jobs, is people make their problems other people's problems. And problems that they think are problems are not problems. They're minor inconveniences that they don't know how to deal with. A minor inconvenience was today I was at the gym downstairs and this guy, I guess he wanted the dumbbell that I had. And I'm doing a workout, I'm not paying attention. And then next thing you know, the dumbbell's gone. I was like, what the f I know I, I just used it. So I walk over where all the weights were and this guy goes, start, he starts walking towards me and he goes, oh, I, I used it really quick. And I went, huh? He goes, oh, it was over there. I didn't know you were using it. And I went, that's why it was next to me. And he says, well, I needed to do this set. And I go, you didn't need to do the set. You want to do the set. He goes, excuse me? I said, you don't need, you don't need this dumbbell right now when you need it. You don't know how to be patient and wait. He said, he murmured something. And I said, I'm not an asshole. I just don't take shit from people. But, you know, you do whatever you want, dumbass. I don't know if you heard me because he had earphones in too. He didn't say anything after that. But I was like, what if? Don't make your inconveniences other people's inconveniences. Does that make sense? I think it makes sense on that one. When you sit... Somewhere, a seat, mostly in a seat in a public area. Somebody just gets up, you sit down, and you feel the warmth of the seat. Do you ever think, oh, this is nice? Or do you go, oh, that's gross? Do you ever think, oh, it's warm because the person because there was a person in there? Or do you think, wait, is it warm? Because were they, were they farting? Is there a bunch of fart stuck in the fibers that I'm sitting in? That's because it's so warm. Is that what makes it warm? Do you think it's warm because they probably have swamp ass? And either their nuts or their vag is just so sweaty and gross and smelly that it's like, wah, 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 like radiating heat, wah, 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 into the fibers of the seat you, you just sat in. That now you have like swamp ass, dirty balls, dirty puss particles in the seat that now have transferred to you. Do you, guys, do you guys ever think about that? The reason why I say that is there was, I had some sit time back in Chicago 
and I sat down, and the seat that I sat down in, there was a young lady, she was sitting, another flight attendant, she was sitting down, she got up. The reason why I went to go sit in that particular seat is because it was near the wall where the outlet was. So I needed to charge my phone and my watch. So I thought, oh, that's exactly a perfect place to sit. So I sat down in the seat, and it was warm. And I went, wait, is this gross or comfortable? Should I be happy that it's warm, almost to the point of hot? No, not hot. It was warm. It was warm. But then I thought, was was she busting ass? I didn't smell anything. I was like, does she have swamp ass? Does she have dirty puss? Then I started thinking, why am I thinking of it in, in, in those terms? I think it says more about me than anything. But then I thought, when people have taken, because there's times where I've gotten up from a seat and people sit right down. And, I've, and in that moment, I go, do, do people think, when I, when I get up and they feel my warmth, do they think, was he busting ass? Because I would, I'm going to tell you, nine times out of ten, I am busting ass. I'm just, I'm just ripping. Ripping. There's been times where I have swamp ass. My nuts are hot. I got hot dick and hot balls. I don't know. I, I sat down. I go, I... Should I start avoiding sitting in seats that people just got up from? At least give it like two to three minutes to air out. I don't know. What do you guys think? Hmm. Something to think about. Uh, That's all I want to talk to you guys about this week. Um, Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you for subscribing. Remember, tell everybody you know to listen to The Jesus Show, not that one. And remember to rate, like, share, and subscribe. And I will see you next week.